0: Hi, I'm Allison, and I lost my husband, Corey, to ALS in March of 2019.
1: And I'm Dave. I lost my wife, Angela, to ALS in January of 2020.
0: Welcome to I Lost My Person, a podcast about two widows trying to find joy, juggle family responsibilities, and figure out our new lives together.
1: Thanks for listening. If our show helps just one person, then we're happy. Let's get on with it. Let's go. Well, hello, Allison.
0: Hey, David.
1: <laughs> How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you doing? That was,
1: that was very enthusiastic.
0: Hey, David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cold.
1: Well, warm it up. Let's warm up this studio. Let's have a good podcast. How's that?
0: Well, we need to um, get some dust off the shelf over here and get Kick it warm the in Get dust off here. the bottle? Yeah, we've been gone for a while.
1: For good reason, I think.
0: Yeah, we've had a lot going on.
1: October October kind of punched us in the mouth. We sure did. <laughs> well, let's talk about our... Let's, okay, well, first of all, welcome to our podcast, I Lost My Person uh, with Dave and Allison, and uh, we're glad you joined us, and we're glad we're here. Yes. And uh, we want to talk about what's happened since our last episode. Our last episode was way back on September 25th.
0: Wow, it's been... a. Over, a, over month. a month. So That's we crazy. missed
1: we missed having an episode in October, but you're going to find out all about that. Uh,
0: so usually we're about every other week with episodes. We try to be a little consistent. Try to um, be get two out a month is our goal. And I think over the last couple months we've had a lot of new listeners. So thank you guys for joining us and tuning in. And yes, um, we would love any feedback you have or any stories you would love for us to share about maybe the person you lost or your battle with ALS and. Um, we're just glad you're here.
1: We're glad you're here, and uh, thank you for joining us. So, Allison, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the month of October. What happened in the month of October? I understand that you you had something happen with your dad,
0: yes, so um, Actually, the end of September is when it all went down. So the last week of September, September 28th, is when my month of October started to be bad already. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad was involved in a little accident um, doing some disaster relief ministry work and ended up being in ICU, having some serious surgeries, um, and was pretty much in the hospital for two weeks. So he is thankfully better. We are all glad. But that kind of messed up my travel and as I spent some time with him and my family and what was important to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that was scary what happened to Al. It was
0: extremely scary. Um, and we are so blessed that he had great nurses and great care. And, um, you know, it being in that room, in the hospital room, especially in ICU, it brought back a lot of memories um, of yeah. Corey being in similar situations. But it was good because I – Use that knowledge I gained with Corey and knowing how to listen to doctors, what questions to ask, um, I felt like that helped me. And it also helped me be a little bit calmer in the situation than maybe I would have been.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you want to go into any details about what, Um, uh, what Al went through?
0: Not, not to a full extent (laughs) because he said we couldn't put it on Facebook. So I don't know that he wants (laughs) it on a podcast, but he did have rib surgery. Um, he had to have his ribs plated and some other things. And, um, So he now has some more plates in his body. He already had a plate in his shoulder, so he's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll be back to new soon, I hope. Uh, I think the biggest challenge right now is him just being, having some restrictions and having to slow down. My dad's really like a go-getter. And so, um, as you know, he can't sit still. And so that's been really hard lately. Yeah. We appreciate everybody's prayers that knew about it um, during the time. And just um, I'm just so thankful that um, he was okay, so.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, really happy that uh, Al is is on the mend and he's getting better. Yes.
0: But, um, you know, when your dad's down, you're down. So um, my world just kind of blew up for a little while um, because I can't imagine my dad not being here. You know, I've lost my person, Corey. But during that, my dad was my right hand. So um, I just couldn't see my mom be sad like I was sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was tough, but we got through it. So, um, then you came down to see my dad. Yeah. So we, we planned a trip down for you to see my dad once he was out of the hospital. And, um, that was a great visit. We had a great time. You know, he's feeling pretty good when you came to visit. Mm -hmm. Um, but on the tail end of our, your trip down the month of October continued to be bad. So, yeah. um, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I had a great visit down uh, to you in in Wake Forest, North Carolina. And uh, it was actually, uh, I was getting ready to come back uh, to Ohio. I was getting ready to fly back that morning. It was October 18th. and We
0: actually had a lunch planned with... um, Uh, Someone with ALS, I'm not going to say her name now because I hope we can share that we have lunch with her soon, Um, but we've talked about her in the past and so we had a lunch planned with her that day.
1: Yeah, we were going to go to lunch with her and uh, I was excited, you were excited because neither one of us had met her yet Um, and my phone rings and it is my nephew William and I'm like, hmm, that's strange, why would William be calling me? And uh, William's last name is Stanley, like mine. And um, so I answer the phone, and he hit me with some devastating news uh, that really threw me for a loop. Um, so he basically told me that my brother had passed away uh, that morning about you know less than an hour ago when yeah. they found out. And I had to try and process that and um it was hard to and I was just confused mostly because you know there's some people you know my parents are my parents are up there in age and I've got a I've got a nephew that's got some health issues that's in a care facility and um you know Jim my little brother uh never really has had any kind of any kind of health issues, um, you know, healthy guy, younger than me. It's the last thing, last thing I expected. So I got that call and um, threw me for a loop, of course, because this came out of nowhere. Um, He passed away suddenly at his home, and we had to try to figure out what to do next because I was headed back to go to work, and, um, you know, we were – we were gearing up for a lot of things coming up
0: the month was planned we were it was fully planned <laughs> fully um, planned but so we really had to pivot and first of all i just want to say i'm so sorry that you
1: lost your brother i appreciate that
0: he um, was a really good dude
1: yeah he was a, he was a great dude yeah. we're going to talk a little bit yeah. about him
0: um, um but we completely pivoted you you were in shock i was in shock um that morning we had gone on a walk and we had talked about you know Um, your parents and just, you know, making sure that their health was okay and Mm -hmm. spending some extra time with them this winter to take care of some things for them. And um, that was an hour and a half before you got a phone call. Yeah. And it was, we were thinking about, you know, plans for your parents and making sure that we live out their dreams in life and they're moving forward as they continue to age. Yeah. Um, And not expected for anything to happen to your brother?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. So uh, we figured out that, okay, rather than fly back to Ohio, I would get a get on a plane and get back. Uh, uh, I grew up in a town called Red Oak, Iowa. It's a small town in southwest Iowa. It's about an hour away from Omaha. So got a plane ticket to Omaha, and uh, it turned out that I was going to land uh, at about the same time that Jim's uh, daughter Adina was going to land, uh, because she lives down in Texas. So Mm -hmm. of course she was rushing back, uh, to be with family. And, um, yeah. And so I, flew back to Omaha, got there that night and, uh, uh, William's uncle, Dan picked me up from the airport. Now, You know how flights go. Uh, Adina wasn't able to get to Omaha. They rerouted her flight to Kansas City. Uh, So Dan picked me up, and and I made it home uh, that night uh, to be with my family. It
0: was a long afternoon for you. Um, Yeah. And it was emotional, and there was a lot. Like, you you were still shocked, I'm sure. I mean, we're still in shock to some extent now. Um, But I know getting back home... Was the place you needed to be at that moment?
1: Yeah, I went. I went straight to my parents' house, um, and Jim, of course, was married. Uh, was married to a long time. His wife's name is Julie, and so I got to my parents' house, and Julie was there. gave her a, a big long hug, and uh, uh, William, William, who's Jim's son, William or Jim had two kids, William and Adina, uh, and uh, William drove down to Kansas City to, to pick up Adina, so waited for them to show up and uh, you know, it's kind of a blur, you know, that night was I don't really remember it that well, but uh I got back there and and uh finally Adina and, and William came in and um gave them a big hug and, you know, we all just kinda cried together and and uh tried to process this whole thing. It's just it's just um Still, it's still hard to, it's still hard to, uh, you know, think about Jim being gone.
0: Yeah. I mean, so part of it was he was, he his life ended so suddenly and we still don't have answers as to why. Right. Um, not that answers will solve anything, but it might like help us process a little bit differently. It's a lot, a lot, lot different than losing somebody that has a terminal illness and you're preparing yourself for it.
1: Yeah. We, and we say? talked about that on this, on this show we before have. about, you know, would you rather, would you rather know, you know, that somebody has a terminal illness like ALS and, and it's coming or, you know, what about people that just go suddenly and got to experience, I got Versand, to experience, yeah. you know, the other side of that and, you know, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of, uh, man, you know, you just, you weren't prepared and then you have to wrap your mind around everything. And, uh, it's hard. It's hard when you have no warning and, and, um, yeah, I, I still can't articulate exactly how I feel about all of this.
0: So, um, Let's talk a little bit about Jim. And you tell the listeners who Jim was. I'll ask you a few questions to make it a little easier for you. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, so you said Jim was your younger brother.
1: Yes, I I am the middle of three boys. My parents, Karen and Jerry, uh, who are still living, uh, they had three boys. And my older brother, his name is Scott. And he's three years older than me. And then there's me. And then Jim was two and a half years younger than me. So Jim uh, had just turned fifty four on October fourteenth, four days before he passed.
0: Okay. And so um, were you? Were you and Jim close growing up? Were you kind of the same, or did you have differences?
1: We were we were very different. Um, okay. Jim. Jim Jim had a love of cars, uh, classic cars, and um, you know when you when you talk about people being different and having different interests, you also find a lot of similarities there. Jim was known in the car um, uh, community as a genius. And, and, uh, you know, he knew everything about cars. He could tell you who owned what car he could tell you just by looking at a car, what year it was. Um, he was, he was on this website and he was kind of seen as one of the experts, uh, on the whole website. And, you know, once word spread of, of, Jim's, uh, passing, you know, all these people came out, and they were writing tributes to him on this website, and I saw a side of my brother that I really didn't know existed. Um, he would get on this, he would get on this uh, internet site nightly, and, you know, write, and he was very well respected, and yeah. I, I I found that to be amazing, and it's amazing that I didn't even know that about my brother.
0: Yeah. Was he an extrovert or introvert? quiet,
1: he was known as a quiet guy, but if you got him talking, he he would be very um, opinionated. Uh, <laughs> he would tell you what he thought, and he had opinions. And you know, sometimes you know, sometimes we would we would go back and forth with our opinions, like at you know, family functions and stuff. Yes, you guys did. <laughs> uh, but he was just a unique a, a unique guy, and you know. I mean, let me ask you a question. Would you say Jim and I were more similar or more different?
0: You were similar in different ways. Yeah. Does, does that answer your question? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we we were yeah, I guess different different types of interests and yeah. and, and you know but things. But you, you
0: were dedicated to the things that you enjoyed and you were loyal to your people. And you put your heart into everything you did for the things you enjoyed. So, I mean, your interests in high school were probably more sports related. Yeah, And definitely. Jim's was rebuilding cars and his 1969, whatever kind of car it was. Yeah. He had the same car since 19, since what year? He
1: got that car when he was 16 years old.
0: Okay. And, and it was a 1969 what? I, I. It was black. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. We'll put I, a
0: picture of it on um <laughs> the Insta stories, maybe.
1: He loved that car, and uh, still, still has it, or still had it, to um, you know, to the day he was gone. Your so. dad's
0: going to be disappointed that you don't even know what kind of car that is. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs>
1: he'll, he'll probably go. That figures. That figures. He doesn't even know. But
0: so um, Jim was the youngest. Sometimes the youngest gets spoiled. Was Jim a
1: mama's boy? Uh, no, I wouldn't say he was mama's boy. He wasn't. He wasn't really an affectionate guy. Like. Uh, they talked about in, in, during the funeral that if you got a hug from Jim, which was rare, it would be one hand to the side. Uh, that's just not who he was. But, uh, as you learned about him, he was, he was very loving, caring father, husband, uh, family member. Um, he really cared about the people that were in his universe.
0: I think um, it was amazing. He has a special way with little kids. So his granddaughter would always paint his fingernails and put makeup on them, and you know, just play with him like she. He was a toy almost. Yeah. And he would just get on the floor and do it. And would do you remember that when your kids were little and his kids were little that he was just always like ain't very hands on with the kids.
1: He he had a bond. He had a bond with kids for sure. Um, you know, Adina, his daughter, talked about. Uh, the things that they would do, even, you know, even in the later days that, you know, she, she did get to come back to Iowa and spend uh, some time with him shortly before he passed away. And, you know, they would go out late at night and ride around town and that was their thing. You know, they would ride in the car and mm-hmm. he'd tell her everything going on in Red Oak, Iowa. And, <laughs> and uh, she said she really enjoyed that. So, um, you know, Jim, Jim just, Jim had a special way. He was very unique, unique guy, and um, but he he endeared himself to just about everybody that he met. And, he did, um, and
0: I think we saw that to be true at the um, visitation and the funeral. You know that Tim McGraw song "Standing Room Only." Yeah, he had standing room only. I mean, it was the visitation had a line out the door, and we stood for three and a half hours shaking people's hands and talking to them
1: yeah wow. that night blew me away. Uh, I saw people I ha- I saw people that night that I had not seen in 30 years and you know people just came out of the woodwork and there were so many people and um, I
0: believe the funeral home said it was one of the larger funerals that they've had in a while.
1: yeah, definitely so. definitely. Um, Um,
0: I was amazed at the number of car club members from, not from Red Oak, but from Omaha and Lincoln and surrounding, surrounding areas that traveled in pretty far for it Yeah, and brought their old vehicles as well. And, um, you know, a lot of those, you know, grown men were in tears and it's truly remarkable the impact your brother had on so many people in his own unique way. Um, I think he, I heard it over and over again, that Jim would step up and lend a hand and help out, and one guy told me that his wife had passed away, and no, and nobody really stopped by after, but Jim did, and he didn't really even know Jim, and he stopped by and said, hey, if you ever need anything, I'm here. Like, he went out of his way to go talk to this guy that he kind of knew, but didn't really know, and, and they became friends after that, Um, and that's just pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, Jim. Jim was really selfless and um, loved by many, as as was evident in the funeral and the yeah. in uh, the visitation. I was blown away. Uh, of course, the funeral uh, that morning, uh, there were all kinds of classic cars, uh, and you know, and they reserved parking for them right in front of the church. Uh, you know, so we were in one of the lead vehicles behind the Hearse and uh what was really cool is that all of those classic cars took off for the cemetery first and they led they led the whole procession to the cemetery and it was really beautiful. Um
0: It was really beautiful. Tons of
1: tons of classic cars and then and then the Hearse and then and then us and it was beautiful.
0: Well, I promise you to not forget Joe. And we will keep him in our memories. And alive, um, and just be there for Julie because me and you know what she's going through. Um, yeah, and your kids unfortunately know what her kids are going through, and yeah, I'm just glad that your family's so close and we can just kind of lean on each other. Um, but one last question: mm-hmm. What do you want people to remember most about Jim?
1: Um, just the the man that he was. Um, you know he. He just was a friend to anybody and he would talk with anybody. Um, One thing that became evident about Jim is that uh, he did what he loved. And that was being in the car community. He was an upholsterer by trade. So he actually was a roommate with me when we were both going to college. He was going to college. He was going to a community college to learn the art of upholstery. And he did something with that. He he went and worked uh, at an upholstery shop, and then later he he started his own business right there in, in Red Oak and uh, built built a shop right on his property, and that's where he operated out of. And I've had so many people tell me how good he was at what he did, and you've seen his work. Uh, it's incredible. He, he was an artist. Um, he he wasn't just an upholsterer. He was an artist, and he worked on all these cool cars and um he loved
0: know. what he did and i think that's a good life lesson like no matter what you do just love it put, yeah. put everything you got into it
1: and he he would travel all over and go to car shows and sometimes people go oh jim's gone again well you know jim was doing what he loved and jim wasn't just going to car car shows he was meeting people and talking with the community and he would find parts for people that were looking for something. And he could tell you the people that he met and he could tell you what they drove. And he just had this knack kind of like I do for music. Like I can tell you (laughs) who sang what and what the name of the song was. He could do the same thing with cars. And I realized that we had that same something in our brains does the same thing, but with different, different subjects. And, uh, you know, Jim, you know, it's way too young, way too young to, to pass. And you kinda ask yourself why. Um but I'll tell you what, the the feeling of family and community and all the people that stepped up and brought food to our house and all the all the nice things they said about Jim, um, that'll stick with me forever. And uh you know, that funeral was hard. It, it was that funeral was hard. And I looked I looked behind me, and I saw all the people, and I saw people up in the balcony, and there was a ton of people there. And that's not just a testament to Jim, uh, but it's a testament to my whole family because I know my parents are very well-respected and loved, and Jim's whole family is loved, and uh, it just made me really, really proud of— It's a
0: testament to the community, too. I mean, they really care for their their. Community members. Yeah, I've always said
1: neighbors. I've always said I would I would never move back to Red Oak, but you know, seeing what that town did uh, for my family and Jim's family when he passed, it was amazing, and it's not a bad place to be from.
0: No, it's
1: not. So, um, yeah, that was. <laughs> That was our mid-October.
0: So that that happened on October 18th, and unfortunately, took a while to get the funeral arranged. Um, and so the funeral was on October 31st. Yep. And so we're just coming off the downside of that. We had had plans to attend the ALS White Coat Affair. Yes, we did. Last weekend. Um And because of the uncertainty of when Jim's funeral was going to be and everything that was going on, we made the decision to forego that event. Actually, my parents were even supposed to attend it with us, but uh, probably a couple hours after my dad had his bad accident, he said, yeah, I can't go to Boston anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So I just don't think this was our year. Um, but we're all going to go next year.
1: And we were going to talk about the white coat of, you know, the, the ALS TDI leadership summit and all that during this episode and give you all the, Hey, this is who we met and this is all. everything. And we
0: had so much fun at it last year. We got so much out of it and got to connect with so many wonderful people that even listened to this podcast. Um, and so we just really missed that opportunity, but we were no, we were there in spirit, and everybody had us in their prayers, and we are so appreciative for that as well. Um, and so, since we were unable to join. <laughs>
1: We have the next best thing. Uh, We have our own in-the-field correspondent uh, who we're going to call right now, and she is going to take us through two events that uh, she's recently attended. Uh, Of course, the White Coat Affair, the Leadership Summit, and then she's also going to talk about an event she went to previously. And so we are going to call the one and the only Kathy Standish. Let's let's do it. So let's give this a whirl here. Hello. Hi, Kathy. How are you?
2: Good. How are you, Dave?
1: I'm doing well. Doing well. And uh, you're on the day. You're on the uh, I lost my person uh, (laughs) podcast with Dave and Allison.
2: Hey, Kathy. Hi,
0: hi, Allison. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I've been thinking about you guys all week. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank yeah.
1: you, Kathy. Yeah. We just we just got done talking about um, you know our uh, our two events in October that kind of rocked our worlds. Um, you know, Allison had had an issue with her dad uh, getting hurt, and then of course the passing of my brother Jim, uh, which prevented us from going to yeah. the ALS TDI uh, weekend that you attended.
2: Yes, yes, we missed you so much. We missed you, but we, we figured yeah.
0: since we, since you went, you could help fill in all of our listeners to how the weekend went and the events that you went to.
2: Well, for me, I went to the gala. Um, I was in New York going to the Project ALS um, event um, before that, so I missed the summit. Um, and all the scientific cool stuff, but I did learn scientific cool stuff at Neil.
0: Ooh, well, let's start the with let's let's back yeah, let's backtrack yeah. a little bit and start with Neil.
2: Yeah. So, tell us when was that? That was in um, that was shoot October fifth, I think, around October. Sorry, I still have travel brains, so <laughs> um, totally understandable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was, it was in early October and it was really a very hopeful, uplifting kind of event. I was, I was encouraged. I think you, you would be encouraged if you heard some of what, what was being discussed. And, um, what I was most excited about is learning that they are really starting to, um, Really find a pathway for the bulger onset.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: Yes, I mean because Angela had bulger onset, did didn't she, Dave?
1: Yes, yes, she did.
2: Yes, um, and I don't know if you ever ran into that with Allison. But for me, with Fred, I was always trying to find a clinical trial.
3: Yeah, and
2: the bulbar onset they 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 just don't qualify. You yeah, can't find anything for them to qualify for.
1: Yeah, it's a bulbar onset is is a rapidly um, progressive uh, form of ALS, and it can make it very challenging to get into a trial because you know, as you know. Uh, it takes a long time to diagnose ALS, and then once you've diagnosed, you have to meet certain criteria to qualify for a trial. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's challenging for someone with bulbar onset.
0: So do they have new trials yeah. right now out that are focused on bulbar? Is that what the well, difference is?
2: they're not quite out yet, Allison, but they're, they are really focusing a lot of research on it. Good. So it's very hopeful that it will be, you know, coming soon. You know, within I, I don't know, within a w- within a shorter period of time than we're used to with ALS research. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely. It's yes. very hopeful yes. that it's there and that it's even being discussed. So
2: that's great. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yes, but for the, for the ALS TDI event, everybody missed you guys so much. Um, I got to see all of the, um, Della's family. I don't know if you guys have talked about Della Larson, but I got to sit with her family and meet Della and speak with her for, for quite a time. And, um, she's doing very well too
1: that's great so, yeah so um yeah. we talked about Della on our last episode and she was actually uh our person of the episode and uh, I talked about her and educated everybody about you know this is Della and we had not invited her to the ALS uh, gala yet and we actually ended up Deciding to invite Della and her family to to the gala after after the last podcast. So we were really excited to meet her. And uh, yeah, that was just one part of the disappointing part of us missing that was getting to meet Della, the one and the only Della Larson.
2: The one and only, I got to have the brush with greatness with beautiful <laughs> Della Larson. It was so nice.
0: The two of you and guys her... would be amazing together, too. I can imagine those conversations were great.
2: Yes, um, I've I've talked her into um, maybe attending More Than Our Stories, the conference in Washington, D.C. in February, to... Um, Kind of, you know, talk about legislation and help move forward the Promising Pathway Act. She will be, she will be a powerhouse. And it's really nice because, um, her senator, and I'm sorry, again, travel brain, has very engaged in, um, being supportive and being behind the ALS community. Yeah. So, you know, her voice is just going to be so strong if she attends. That's awesome. More than our stories. That would yes. be great. That's something yes. I
0: want David and myself to try to attend in February as well. So make sure. Oh, you we,
2: must come.
0: Make sure we do that, please.
2: <laughs> please do. Please do. You can, you know what? You could even podcast after it. I think it'd be really cool. So, yeah, it'd be really cool. So, the mm-hmm.
0: speaker um, for the gala was Brooke. Is that
2: correct? It say- was our Brookie, yes. Brooky, I call her Brookie, Sorry, Brook Evie, yes, and she she had the room in a standing ovation.
1: Oh, that's the awesome! The girl
2: killed it. She tried out her comedy act because <laughs> Brook is going to take it on the road. Um, and we also we also saw the "Go On Be Brave" movie. Um, about um, Andrea Little Pete, um, you know, fifty race, fifty marathons in fifty states, mm-hmm. doing her trike, and I've got to tell you guys, you've got to see it. It was just absolutely inspiring.
0: We went and I saw just, it back yeah. in oh. April, maybe when it first came out. Did so, you? and I will say, oh, it was yeah. it. It's a what gorgeous scenery first of all like they couldn't have picked a better areas and the I don't know what you call that the video video, video, cinematography there's the word right it was was so amazing but the story is so good and it, it has something for everybody and so if you're dealing with ALS or just on a regular life journey there is a message there
1: I, I have you told, I have told people that it is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I mean that, oh, and I'm man. not just pumping yeah. the movie. I am, it, it gives right. you, it gives you all the feels. It takes you through all the emotions and it's beautifully shot in the story of Andrea doing the 50 marathons in 50 States. It's, it's just a uplifting, powerful story.
2: It really is. And, um, to end up in Alaska, I just think it was, you know, so life affirming. Yeah. When she, you know, ended up there and, um, you know, just to watch her just try to make it up that hill and having everybody surrounding her and, Colette running up and (laughs) just her on. (laughs) Nobody, nobody is going to give up when Colette's by you. Correct.
1: She's one of a kind, isn't she?
2: (laughs) Yes. She is a powerhouse. So, yes. Um, But Brick's act, I hope you guys can touch it. Because she she really had the room laughing.
0: I hope we can. Do you know the plan for her going on tour with that?
2: I don't know. Okay. We'll have to, we'll have, we'll have to, have to it ask
0: out. her. Yeah. I would love
2: to hear about her. I got to meet her dad. He was, he was super nice. Cliff. Um, Cliff. Yeah. Yep. Have you met Cliff? I have yes. not,
1: I have not met Brooke or Cliff, but they're, they're social oh. media famous. So yeah, everybody they knows Cliff. So <laughs> yeah.
2: They are so famous. Yes. So yeah. Um, But it was yeah her her um, her speech was really good. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well,
0: we appreciate you giving us this feedback and sharing about you know how uplifting Niels was, and I'm sure ALS um, White Coat Affair was also uplifting to just see all this. Action and all this excitement around research and fundraising and 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 helping find a cure. So that's the thing I love about going to the White Coat is that you just leave feeling so empowered to help these people.
2: You do, that's- you do. And I got to talk a little bit with um, Pat Quinn's dad too. I know I'm name dropping like crazy through here, but you know these are all people that are just so instrumental in helping move things forward they are. and being vocal. Yeah. Big, yes. Big and, Pat's a
0: good guy. And, you know, he has stayed in this fight um, and, and didn't have to. And, yes. and, um, and that's yeah. the thing I that just like yourself, y'all are all so dedicated and committed. And um, I think we just all want to see change. So.
2: We do want it. We need change. We definitely need change. Um, because, you know, it's, we, you know, we lost another pioneer um, last night, Sadie yeah. Varkin. Yeah. Very sad. So,
0: well, on yeah. a lighter note, I hear you okay. have some personal exciting news. And I have
2: personal exciting news. Yes, in well, your family. What is it? My daughter, Taylor, who is also part of our little ALS family is getting married
1: oh congratulations that's that. awesome
2: yes yes there's a wedding coming that's, I get to I get to be a, a wedding mom that's I get to great. be a momzilla you guys I'm so, so excited fun. for you
0: you're gonna be so good at
2: that job <laughs> I'm, I, I'm gonna be great at it <laughs> you think? I do
0: think so so do we have any plans yet do we have a
3: 2024,
2: 2025, any yeah We do have plans. Okay. It's going to be New Year's Eve 2024. Oh, wow. And, yes, and it's going to be in Nashville.
1: Ooh, that sounds yes. fun.
0: I love it. That, that, I know. That's good. What a better I way know. to ring in the New Year and, um, oh, celebrate a marriage. What a great, 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 great I thing. I know, so. I
2: know, and... You guys will love will love her fiance. I can't oh, wait good. to meet him. Yeah. Yes. I was yeah. going to ask so you do you, you I was going to ask
1: do you like him? I love him. <laughs> That's great.
2: I love him. What's his yes. name? His name is Jimmy Harper and actually he works um in, in for one oncology. So he's fighting a different fight. Oh cool. Um That's yeah, really cool. he works for one oncology. So He's, yeah, he he understands Taylor's commitment and the commitment of our family
0: to, that.
2: you know, make changes for ALS, yes. The real yes. question
0: is, can he keep the beer light on?
2: He does keep the beer light on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great.
2: He does keep the beer light on, right. yes. Um, yeah,
1: but well kathy yeah. congratulations to you and to taylor on, on the upcoming thank nuptials you. uh we'll be excited to uh, we'll be excited to hear all about that and uh thank you for being our correspondent in the field and, and keeping us abreast on everything that's going on out there uh we're sorry we had to miss uh this last weekend but i know everybody understands why and uh uh, we just really appreciate you coming on here and telling us all about the uh, all 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 about those events.
2: Well, can I tell you one more thing? Yes, just ma'am. One last thing before we hang up. Of course. At the Neals conference, I learned about eigenvectors and eigenvalues. And when the mathematician scientist was explaining them to me, I actually understood. It was a very scary moment, you guys. My it was Explain it now but at the time I'm like oh my gosh I get what you're talking about <laughs> well that's great <laughs> so I, yeah so if you need to know anything about eigenvectors and eigenvalues I'll get you the mathematician's name because I can't remember
1: <laughs> excellent excellent
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh I love you guys so much thank you for including me in this chat absolutely we hope to podcasts. see you soon Oh, same, same, same. All right. Well, All right. I'm going to sign off and let you guys finish up.
1: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. We love you back. Oh,
2: thank you. We'll Bye, talk to David. you later. Love you Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Oh, thank you for that, Kathy. That was, that was excellent.
0: It truly was. Um, she is just such a great person and stays so engaged and involved in all aspects of ALS research, really. I mean, she's in she has her hands in a little bit of everything and I think she's always out there lending hands to those fighting the disease. She as was well.
1: a, She was a huge support to me when when Ange and I were battling. Um yeah. because she she lost Fred uh to Bulber on onset ALS and um, he went quick. And uh, she was just a a beacon of light for me. And uh, she's been a friend ever since. She has been. We love you, Kathy. Thank you for that.
0: Thank you. So one thing I would like to add... um, on the Friday before when they had the summit leadership summit, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to watch all of it cause we were getting ready to go to the funeral in Iowa and all that stuff. But the little bit I did catch, um, was talking about research trials. Mm-hmm. And so ALS TDI is creating this platform where you can kind of go in there and answer questions and it will help you filter through research trials because clinical data, um, the way you can look at Adam at now mm-hmm. isn't, very easy to manipulate and understand, really. And so they are using a platform and will help manage that platform to help. ALS patients really be able to find the best clinical trial for themselves so they want it to be not where you can go to your doctor and talk to your doctor about the trial but they don't want you to just focus on local trials they want you to focus on hey which one is the best trial for yes, me? so for and, sure. it, and it gives people a better way to search versus clinicaltrials.com that's great because that's um, that's
1: one of the challenges I had was finding yeah. trials and you know when, when you have a diagnosis like ALS, you'll go anywhere, right? You just want to know what's the, what's the best, what gives me the most hope, uh, to find the right trial for me. And that's great that there's a tool for that.
0: So, um, they do have a tool if it's live now, we can link it somewhere, but, um, I know that they are continuing to develop this tool and Mm -hmm. I think it will just be incredible. So, um, gives a lot of people hope a little bit quicker. Maybe. Yeah. So. Great. All right. Well, that was great talking to Kathy. Yes. I really hate we missed.
1: Yeah. It sucks that we missed, but yeah. uh, we'll be there next year.
0: So continuing on um, in ALS news, back in the beginning of October, um, we also lost Chris Snow to ALS. Yes. I believe he was 42 when he passed. And so um, tell us a, a little bit. Remind us who Chris Snow is.
1: Uh, Chris was an executive for the Calgary Flames, uh, married to Kelsey. Um Uh, had two kids, uh, Cohen and Willow, I believe their names were, Um, but, uh, you know. He had
0: SOD1 ALS and was actually in a clinical um, trial with the – and was on that drug. But um, I think he had some complications and put him in the hospital. And I'm not exactly sure what happened. But he ended up
1: in cardiac arrest in the hospital. And that kind of affected the oxygen oxygen to his brain. And, and that's what happened. But uh, it was really sad news. And, uh, you know, the snows are in our thoughts and prayers. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we know the feeling. Uh, but Chris was a powerhouse.
0: He was a fighter, too. I mean that's the thing, like you can be in a clinical trial and fighting, but it's hard to know what else, if your body's going to be impacted. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you're, you are fighting this disease, but you don't think really about cardiac issues or other issues. And, um, it's just, it's heartbreaking that we lost him because he was doing, he felt, I felt like he was doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that he was on a drug trial that, Gave him more time with his family. Yes, um, and so I'm just hopeful that that continues to develop. And um, our thoughts and prayers are just with with the family. And you know, the, these days, especially the holidays coming up, I know are going to be very difficult.
1: I know they're going to have I know they have a lot of support, and uh, they're they're going to be they're going to be okay. But man, it's it's tough. You know, it's it's tough to have a loss like that.
0: But he made such a huge impact on the um, hockey league. So, yeah, just really, I hope the team continues to carry his name. Forward. I remember
1: the night that we were watching real sports, which is a show we like to watch on h b o and uh they did a feature on him, and we were we didn't even know they were going to and yeah. it, it was really impactful it was they have a good story they really do we also lost uh just recently, i think last night allison uh Jen, and kathy mentioned it uh Barkin um who was an advocate for um healthcare and uh i believe he was only 39
0: he was yeah um he really threw himself in and so did a lot of advocacy he's from the west coast and um just really appreciated all he did to make a difference he really did make a difference
1: definitely so. definitely so rest in peace 80 and uh um you know a, a next story we want to talk about is uh happy 50th birthday to chris yaswiak um Uh, he's celebrating a birthday today and, uh, you know, that's somebody that's right here in Hudson that we've come to know virtually, (laughs) uh, Jennifer and Chris and, and their, uh, their daughter and son, uh, who have started Clayton rakes and, uh, Clayton Rakes was out here this last weekend, uh, getting it done, fundraising for ALS TDI. And last figure I saw, I think they're over seventy thousand dollars. Amazing! Uh, you know, just this one weekend, and Clayton Rakes has taken it national. They're they're national. They're a national organization now. So I love it. I love it. Um,
0: so. Um just I hope you had a great birthday, Chris, and what a big milestone to cross with your family by your side cheering you on.
1: Yeah, they're they're very inspiring to me, and and yeah. uh, you know I know Chris is fighting for his family, and so. Um, it's,
0: the family standing right there fighting with him.
1: Absolutely. So. It's really uplifting.
0: All right, David. So um, today is November second, and <laughs> um, I think you're running a, the New York City Marathon on the November fifth.
1: Yes, three days. <laughs> right, we're down to three days. Really
0: less than, actually. It's, <laughs> it's
1: crazy to think about that with all that's gone on this month. Um, yeah, and we're we're going to pack up tomorrow morning, and we're heading to the Big Apple, and we're going to drive. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm running the New York City Marathon on Sunday.
0: Okay, so remind all of our listeners why you're running the marathon.
1: I am running to benefit ALS TDI. Of course, we talk about them quite a bit. Um, I'm fundraising, so okay. that's that's the gist of.
0: So our listeners can donate to your fundraising. Absolutely, okay.
1: the, the more the merrier. So I'm going to put a link to my donation page in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you wonder, well, how do I don't how do I donate? Go to go to the uh, you know the podcast where you where you listen to this and in the show notes there'll be a link there that you can click if you don't if you can't find that you can dm allison or myself or you can dm uh us on i lost my person on instagram and we can easily send you the link but uh we would really appreciate any any and all donations that we can get Um, we've had a lot coming in this week as we get closer to the race. I think people like to wait and see (laughs) if the old man's going to be able to do it. (laughs) I am running everybody. (laughs) Wow.
0: That's awesome. I think it's that they're not waiting to see if you're going to do it. They're just giving you that last little push to do it.
1: That's right. So
0: they're, they're reminding you that you can do this. Um, so raising money for ALS TDI, you are running this for the second time
1: yeah i ran last year and this okay. will be my second time i'm honored to be selected uh because it's you know it's really a cool thing to be to be able to run the streets of new york uh with everything shut down people on both sides uh cheering you on you know and of course i don't start until 11:30 in the morning they start this thing in like different waves okay. and i get to start in a later wave so by that time Everybody's been drinking quite a bit, and they're a lot, lot more loud and boisterous and more supportive. <laughs> so I'll be wearing my purple ALS TDI uh, shirt. As I run through the streets of New York with the with the name Steamer on the front, all right, and everybody will be yelling my name. Even some some collegiate guys will be chanting Steamer, Steamer, (laughs) Steamer. That really gets me going.
0: (laughs) All right, I can't wait. Um, so I will be there cheerleading you on. Yes, Um, you will. Trying to navigate New York City by myself. Um, last year we had the kids with us, which was so much fun. Yeah, I'm kind of sad they're not joining because. They made it a lot of fun, but they actually probably kept me on track some as well. Um, But I'm going to do it this year by myself, and I've got Corey's head and Angela's (laughs) head that I will be carrying around. Um, on a stick so that you can find me and so I think that's gonna be really funny
1: it's going to be very funny so stay tuned uh get you know if you haven't hooked up with us on social media please do because there's going to be reels there's going to be video footage I
0: will do my best to do what I did last year and document as much as I can
1: yes and Allison has great big fat fat head cutouts (laughs) of Corey and Ange And part of the reason for that is so I can see where she is in the crowd because it it would be impossible without some kind of a visual indicator because there's so many people. And so I'm going to be looking for giant Corey and giant Ange. And
0: you're also running in their memory. And so. Absolutely. um, They would be so incredibly proud of you because Corey wouldn't run that far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm running running for Corey, I'm running for Ange, and I'm running for everyone that – has ALS? Everyone that has passed from ALS, all the caregivers, all the families, anybody that's dealt with this—you um, know—that's the real mission here: raise awareness, raise money for ALS TDI, so we can so we can find cures for this. Yes. So, yes. And so I do. I I want to mention one more okay. thing. I got a I got a little package in the mail today, and uh, the Wit Wolf Pack uh, is supporting us as well. They sent some bracelets. And as you know, I've got, I've got plenty of bracelets on my, uh, on my right wrist. And now I've added the Whit Wolf Pack to the uh, entourage. I love that. So thank you, Whit Wolf Pack for supporting us as well.
0: Yes. Thank you. So, um, you did all your training. Yes. You've followed the plan. Yes. And you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. I hope so.
1: I'm ready. And, uh, weather update. What's I, the weather going to be, Allison? I think it's going to be
0: 62.
1: Because I, you know, I, asked, I asked all the listeners to pray for uh, cooler weather this year because last year was too hot, and uh, I think a high is going to be 62 degrees.
0: Yeah, I prayed for 48 degrees. Well, okay. But um, I wasn't very specific in my request to God. (laughs) The low is going to be 48 degrees. (laughs) At (laughs) 5 (laughs) a.m. The high is 62. So I should have probably been more specific.
1: It's okay. It's going to be cooler than it was last year. Maybe
0: you'll have to run again next year.
1: Which hopefully will help me.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And uh the uh, the team ALS TDI is going to be out there. They asked, you know, what I needed mm-hmm. at the halfway mark, so they're going to have some stuff out there for me. You,
0: you need them to yell steamer, steamer, steamer.
1: I might need an oxygen tank, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might need, I might need somebody to rub me down. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm That's making funny. jokes.
0: All right. Well, I'm super proud of you. You uh, really trained hard this year and I felt like you were doing really well with your runs. I mean, you you did a training run of a half marathon back early October. Oh, actually, that was the end of September. Um, yeah, Akron we didn't talk half, about that, the Akron half, and you actually did better this year than you did last
1: year. I ran the Akron half, um, shortly after we, uh, did the last episode and that went well. I, I was hoping to get under two hours. I came in at two Oh one, uh, and 40 seconds, uh, yeah. just shy of where I wanted to, but I felt good. No pulling of the hammy. So the hammies are intact. And uh, you know, knock on wood. I ho- I hope I'm uh, I hope I'm good to go on okay, Sunday. I but so I too. will I will cross that finish line um, no matter what. Yes. So, and thank you for supporting me. I know you're going to be chasing me around on the subways <laughs> with these two giant heads. <laughs> People are going to go, "What's that lady doing?" Oh my goodness. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you. I can't wait. All right. All right. Um, And then uh, later in November, I think November 14th, we have uh, what's a virtual. Can you tell me about that? So we're having a
0: a virtual meeting event with I'm ALS which is going to be focused on podcasters and so it's kind of like a question and answer with several different podcasters and people can join and kind of learn about podcasting in ALS and so these are all podcasters that focus in the ALS space which I think will be awesome. Um, We've gotten some new podcasts that we are listening to because of joining this group yes and, and really just learn about like how we're using podcasting to be an advocate for ALS and how yeah. we're using that to further um, talk about it and bring awareness on it so yeah um, this is an event that I am ALS is hosting and it will be virtual they are doing some marketing for it I believe right now so um, and
1: what what date is that
0: I believe it's the 14th that, November sounds, 14th. that sounds right yeah it's the week of my birthday
1: Looking, Oh, it's the it's the month of Allison. <laughs> it's your birthday month. It is. Can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, Allison. So um, this brings us to our person with ALS of the episode. And it's your turn because I talked about the one and only Della Larson last time. Who do you have for me? Who, who do you have for us this, uh, this episode?
0: All right. So um, on the back end of the MLB... Um, games just finishing up the World, World Series? Series yeah Um, I wanted to focus on Jim Poole
1: oh. and I asked you
0: if you knew who Jim Poole was and you said yes I got
1: it right didn't I
0: but you didn't know that he had ALS
1: No, I did not. Okay.
0: All right. So, Jim Poole is most notably known as a MLB left-hand reliever pitcher who pitched in the big leagues for 11 seasons. He made it to the majors with the Dodgers in 1990 and played for the Baltimore Orioles, Cleveland Indians, and San Francisco Giants. He also played for the Texas Rangers, Philadelphia Phillies, Detroit Tigers, Montreal Expos before retiring after the 2000 season. He made 431 appearances over his career, all of them out of the bullpen.
1: He would be a journeyman.
0: Yeah. Jim Poole was born April 28, 1966 and raised in Philadelphia. He was awarded a baseball scholarship to Georgia Tech, where his record for career saves stands to this day. Not only did Jim excel on the mound, he excelled in academics and received an electrical engineering degree. During his freshman orientation, he met his college sweetheart, Kim, who he would marry, have three children and two grandchildren. Following retirement, Jim pursued many things, including personal entrepreneurial ventures, teaching and coaching in the public schools, and helping baseball families provide for their financial security. Jim has been described as a gifted man with a sharp mind, eternal optimism, and genuine love of neighbor. Jim always invested his time, talent, and treasure to bring out the best in others, whether in business, volunteer coaching, or commentating on Georgia Tech games. Jim was diagnosed in 2021 with ALS. He was set, he he did say, if I can help people that are going through this or help find a cure in the future, that's a great place to be st- spending my time and energy. After being diagnosed with ALS, he worked tireless, tirelessly to raise awareness for the disease. In addition to serving on MLB ALS boards, he also worked with Georgia Tech, who together hosted an ALS Awareness Day during their 2022 baseball season with Tech wearing Jim Pool shirts and both teams wearing honorary wristbands. Professional players also wore the shirt. Tech, Georgia Tech later designated the number 21 each year to be worn by a student athlete, athlete who exemplified Pool's ideals. Those ideals were self-determination, a strong academic work, work ethic, and high moral fiber on and off the field. Um, Jim was very involved in ALS research, Project ALS, um, ALS Association in Georgia, and others. He just wanted to make a difference. And so he spent the two short years he lived with ALS making a difference in ALS, but he spent his whole entire um, career making a difference in baseball. And so in his community, I thought it was really cool that he, after um, retiring from the MLB, went back to minor league players and helped them plan financially. And so, as you know, baseball is a very uh, hard career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can take a while to get up to the majors. You might not even make it to the majors. Right. You don't get paid a lot in the minors. Right. Um, and so he really invested his time in, in educating these young men. So, um, unfortunately, we lost Jim october 6th of 2023 at the age of
1: 57 to als oh just recently just recently wow yeah and so. okay i did not know all that about jim Poole and uh thank you for sharing that that was yeah. awesome i i didn't know that he did all that work um after his career and it's
0: kind of amazing because um he didn't want any limelight like he kind of just ran under the radar yeah. um and that's kind of how he was he was a relieving pitcher kind of how he was with pitching too, mm-hmm. right? So he was just kind of the backup guy, the support, and he did that in ALS, he did that in life. Um I think the most notable thing people know about him is the 1995 uh, World Series, which I don't know that story very well, but I think he threw a pitch and lost the World Series. Is that right?
1: He must have thrown he must have thrown the final pitch of a World Series. I
0: think so. And that was um when he was with the Indians. Okay. So I think that's the thing that people know most about him. But um, the majority of his life, he lived a great life, cared for his people, and really there's a lot to say for the person that Jim was. So thank you, Jim, for your service um, to our community. Thank you for the service to the ALS, ALS community. And um, I just... I just wish his family the best.
1: Yes. Thoughts and prayers with his family as well. And uh, thank you, Allison. That was that was very interesting. I really enjoyed that.
3: Oh, yay. And I don't
1: mean to sound surprised about that, that I enjoyed it. It was just very interesting to me. So yes. Jim Poole.
3: Yes.
1: Awesome. 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 Right. Thank you very much. Uh, okay. So we're, we're at that time where we share a memory of the person that we lost uh, to ALS Um, I will go since you've been talking a lot, Uh, and keeping with the theme of my brother Jim, we have a Jim theme in this uh, in this episode, I think. But uh, my brother Jim, uh, as we talked about it at the beginning of the episode, uh, died at the age of fifty-four, and uh, he was in the same class as Angela, and so they were both Red Oak High School graduates of nineteen eighty-eight. And, um, just wanted to talk a little bit about the bond that Ange and Jim had. They weren't really friends in high school. Uh, they kind of ran in separate crowds or different crowds. Uh, but you know, in a town like Red Oak, everybody knows everybody. So, you know, they knew of each other. And then, um, when Ange and I started dating, of course, she started to get to know Jim a lot better and they had, they had, a really special kind of a bond and, um, you know, Jim wasn't really one to, to go back to reunions and, and, you know, go back and see all his classmates and the people that he grew up with. But, uh, this last one, this summer, uh, he decided to go to his reunion and, uh, he hadn't been for a really long time. And he told people that the reason that he was going back was for Angela. Uh, because, you know, Angela passed, he
0: wanted to make sure that she was there.
1: Angela passed in 2020. And so I got this request that, that, Hey, we need a, we need a big picture of Ange. And so I'm like, sure, I can, I can do that for you. So I, I arranged that and, uh, Jim had this big picture of Ange and, uh, you know, in the, Junction Days, what they call it, it's the weekend that all the all the alumni come back to town. And Jim rode the the class of '88 float with a big picture of Ange, and he had it all propped up with a toolbox and a and a dolly, and he sat next to that. And um, it really, looking back on it, it's it's really special to me because you know Jim Jim's gone now, and I'll always have that memory that uh, you know that he. He made it he made it his mission that Ange was going to be represented at that class reunion and even though she's not here any longer either so um that's my memory
0: i love that that's a good memory um and they are both definitely missed definitely so my memory i guess um october 26 um would have been the day that me and Corey got engaged yes and so i always uh I don't know why I remember that. I do know why I remember that date. It was very important to me.
1: This was the 10th tenth, tenth year, yeah. right?
0: And so um, it just, like, it makes me smile. It's not like I'm sad. It was just a good memory because there's so much. I was so hopeful and happy then.
1: Sorry. It's, it's, right. it's okay. It's been a month. It's been a tough. Month.
0: Oh, it has. But um, I will always have those memories and that goofy grin he had on his face. <laughs> and how happy he was. So, uh, I guess I'll just leave it. Um, that just be present in your life, people.
1: Definitely, definitely. So,
0: Soak up the memories and uh, just be present with the people you love. We don't know how long we have, but um, they live forever in our hearts. And Corey was one of the best, and um, that day was a special day for us.
1: And it's great that you look back on that and remember that. And I remember that day you told me, and uh, it, it, it was 10 years ago that uh, that he proposed to you. He did. So, it was. A very special, special yeah. memory. So. All right. Well, um, tough episode. It's been a tough month, uh, but we are on our way to New York uh, tomorrow. And And
0: it's my birthday month.
1: It's the the month of Allison. We just call it the month of Allison. And, uh, you know, we're going to celebrate you on the 16th and uh, we are going to head off to New York and we're going to run a marathon and hopefully raise all kinds of money for ALS TDI and and have a great time while doing it. So, um,
0: but thank you all for listening and for being here. And we always love your feedback. Um, if you have a story you want us to share or talk about your special person, you lost, definitely. Or if there's a way we can help highlight ALS and what you're doing in ALS or something you think is important, please let us know. Yeah.
1: Please communicate with us. Uh, we'll, we'll take any and all communications. So,
0: well, David, thank you so much. Now, um, Let's go pack, eat some dinner, get some sleep.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) All of those. Probably not in that order. All right. All right. Well, thanks,
1: everybody. Thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks.